Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Megan Swanson, former Miss Nebraska turned entrepreneur and expert pageant interview coach. And each week right here, we bring you a motivating conversation to help you discover just how to unlock the winner within you. Get ready for expert pageant interview secrets, life coaching strategies, and tons of personal development. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now, let the podcast begin. What's up, everybody? I'm Coach Megan. Welcome to all the newbies who are listening to our podcast. For the first time this week, so glad to have you here. As always, we'd love for you to follow us on social media, primarily Instagram at Megan underscore Swanson or at Powerhouse Pageantry, but also on Facebook. And if you'd like to join our email list where we give out free trainings all the time and other goodies, then feel free to email us and all the information is on our website or as always, you can DM us on Instagram. So this is episode 37. Again, we are heralding in the end of the year. We have got such great content coming up for you guys. I have a couple interviews with some of your favorite faces that you've already gotten to listen to on this podcast. I have a couple other very, very special celebrity guests coming up. And our mastermind is one month from today, November 22nd. So incredibly excited. We have girls coming from all over the country and there is one spot left. So if you guys would like to um, change your life and learn all the things hands-on that you have been lacking in, that you know you need more experience in, this is the only opportunity to coach with Powerhouse in person for certainly the rest of the year, but probably through the next pageant season. Last year, we did a whole bunch of weekend intensives. We did 12 of them, but that is 12 weeks out of my year. And just with a growing business, obviously in 26 states, we just don't have the capacity to be able to do that anymore. And so that's why I'm so excited to go even deeper than we would have normally been able to in a weekend intensive with this powerhouse mastermind with 10 lucky ladies getting that opportunity. So that's my spiel for this week. Um, Pause this episode right now and reach out to us immediately. If you want more information on what we're going to learn, what it's like, where it's at, when is it all that good stuff. And so with that, we'll get into today's, I almost said message, LOL, today's episode. But first and foremost, Obviously, we have to go over our weekly winners because it's pageant season, it's local season, and um, I really want to share these wins so you guys who are listening can see just how often powerhouse girls are winning. (laughs) And some of these ladies I haven't even worked with since state last year, you know, because sometimes people kind of want to do their own thing and get through summer and then they compete and then they're like, okay, Coach Megan, let's hit it hard. So Miss Annika Strolley, one of my favorite people in the universe, won Miss Lake County and has gotten her ticket to Miss Illinois 2020. Congratulations. Love you so much. So proud of you. And then also her little mini me, we got Mia Fritsch, who is amazing. And she won Miss Northern, wow, stutter, Miss Northern Suburbs Outstanding Teen at the same pageant. So they get to be sister queens. Love her so much. Love her family. And what an incredible dancer. Um, If both of you guys are listening, which you should be, I fully expect to see an Irish-Scottish dance-off slash collaboration that turns into a YouTube video that goes viral. And all I'm saying is I'm going to take credit for the idea. If you guys do this and go viral, I expect a royalty. Okay. So love you guys so much. So excited for you guys. And with that, now let's get into today's episode. So today I am so excited to talk with you guys through, let's see, do I even count these up? One, two, three, four, five, six things 
that can help you guys get unstuck from, how do I even want to say this? Something that I would call a victim mentality slash just being down in yourself, um, some self-doubt, and just sometimes on a practical level too, feeling like you don't have momentum in your life. So these six things are really going to help you stop feeling so dry. Um, you know, recently I walked through like a pretty dry actually week, which some of you guys might be saying, oh, well, it's like a week, like boohoo, whatever. But, you know, seven days of feeling like something is just, you're kind of stuck in this yuck, um, doesn't feel very great. And uh, part of it was just the weather. Honestly, it's definitely fall here in Nebraska now. And we had like three or so cloudy days back to back where you could not see the blue of the sky. And I don't even so much mind it being cold. Um, it's like perfect weather, like 60, between 60 and 70 is like my favorite thing in the world. Um, I don't even mind it really being that cold. I just hate when you can't see the sun. I have to blast my ring light in my office. Um, it's why, you know, people in Alaska have those things called happy lights because it helps um, produce just, you know, the fake vitamin D effect and all that good stuff because it's a very real thing. So for those of y'all who love cloudy weather, blessings to you because you need to teach me how to like that because it severely affects my mood. But I really want to help you guys along this topic because if I'm going through it, then surely um, some of you guys, some of my listeners are going through it too, because as I was talking about with a client earlier today, um, you know, our body works in seasons. God created the earth to work in seasons, the world, the weather. Um, he even created, you know, six days of work, one day of rest. Like it, we're, everything is created in, in seasons. And there's a verse in the Bible that actually says there are three things that will never pass away. Um, and one is seed time and harvest. And then another one is talking about um, the times and the seasons that it's always going to happen. And there's a time for everything. There's a season for everything. And specifically, even as women, obviously with our individual cycles, we literally operate on a cycle. And so the more that you can learn how you operate within your natural patterns, just as the weather does, just as the week does, just as 365, you know, slash 66, uh, days in a year, the more that you can learn that about yourself, whether it's by journaling or just conscious thought or kind of keeping notes um, in a notepad or on an online, you know, phone notebook, I highly encourage you guys to do that because it will help you understand that you're not going crazy or that you're not having a mental breakdown or a quarter life crisis, but that actually it could just be the natural rhythm of like, okay, every single month, three days before it's that time of the month, you kind of become a psycho person. You know, for me, I get super emotional and super bloated. And then I find out, I told my client earlier today, I was like, yo, only to find out that I'm not actually turning into a, a beluga whale, but it's actually just, oh, it, that's kind of that time. And so what can seem like something that is worthy of an overreaction, you can use knowing the times and the seasons and the cycles of your natural self to help alleviate that pressure from your life and to help you um, get back grounded and centered uh, from something that would normally like set you off and just take, you know, sometimes days or like a week for me to kind of get back centered and get back into your right frame of mind. So I want to help you guys um, moving forward to create some more momentum and help you uh, fill your cup today to not feel so empty and overran and tired. I'm listening to this incredible book by Heather Lindsay that some of this comes from, and um, I can certainly tag that in the show notes. Let me look up the exact um, name of the book really quick, but it'll help you with not feeling like you're just somebody that anybody can um, 
just pour out of all the time and just feeling like you're waking up and going to bed every single day, not feeling full of purpose and not feeling like, my goodness, you have anything to give. So that book's called Running on Empty, Overcoming Burnout, Exhaustion, and Weariness by Heather Lindsay, and I highly, highly recommend it. So let's get into today's training. The first thing that will help you to overcome that burnout feeling is analyzing the boundaries that you've set in your life. Now, there are different kinds of boundaries. You guys all know that I'm a big fan of boundaries, and I'm just going to go over a couple of these and not in too much detail because you guys are smart individuals and you can figure it out, but I will give you um, a couple examples along the way. So the first kind of boundary that you can set in your life is a time boundary, and time boundaries are awesome for everything from relationships, um, whether it's a meeting that you have to have with somebody that is uncomfortable and you want to set a time boundary to make sure that you're protecting your emotional health, or it might be in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship where you guys want to make sure that you're resisting temptation in the ways that you um, don't want to extend beyond your personal values. And so maybe you set an 11 o'clock boundary, or maybe it's not even for temptation reasons, but it's just your you know, future hubby or your future wife has to get up at the butt crack of dawn in the morning. And you know that when you stay up till one o'clock in the morning, then they have a horrible day at work the next day, right? Time boundaries can be a really, really beautiful addition to your life. But guess what? They don't happen in the moment, um, especially when you're with somebody that you love or that you care about. You're in the middle of having fun. If you've not set that boundary ahead of times, you guys, then you're just going to fall back into whatever is in abundance, which is going to be the habits that you've been operating in for sometimes, you know, 20 years plus. So I encourage you guys to write those things down and set those boundaries as if it's an appointment that you have to be on time for. And that'll really, really help you in so many other ways, because as we know, sleep is important and it affects every other area of your life. Another kind of boundary that you guys can set is an emotional boundary. So again, if, if somebody, you know, is a huge trigger for you, maybe you have a past, maybe you have a history um, you can set emotional boundaries to where I want you guys to remind yourselves that you don't owe people anything. The only thing that you owe is to yourself and to God, and he already paid the price for your freedom. And so as much as you can keep a boundary between somebody that you know is toxic, maybe that's a family member, maybe that's a boss, maybe that's a former friend. Um, I just want to encourage you guys that you don't have to text back right away. You can take a second to process. Um, and anytime that somebody puts immense pressure on you and makes you feel a certain way, um, again, sometimes it's a little bit different scenario if it's your boss because you, you know, you are an employee of theirs. However, there, there is a boundary and a limitation there too. And I encourage you guys, if you're being emotionally or verbally abused in any way in your workplace um, to highly consider other options because that's not normal and it's not good for your health. Um, but setting emotional boundaries, remember that, like I said, you don't have to text back right away. You can take a second or a minute or a day to process your emotions. You can take some time to figure out how you want to respond in a healthy way or even if you want to respond. And if somebody is extremely toxic in your life, I would encourage them. I would encourage you to block them out of your life. Don't go stalking their social media. Don't go looking at pictures of the past. Don't go doing any of that. That's going to bubble up those old emotions that you don't want to feel anyway, that don't serve you. So I encourage you guys to set an emotional boundary. Um, and leaning into that too, there, there's a um, verbal boundary that you guys can set. And that's pretty self-explanatory, but you don't have to talk to anybody that you don't want to talk to. Again, if you're submitted to their authority, that's a little bit different of a thing. Um, it doesn't give you an excuse to be bitter, rude, or petty patty. Um, that's not an excuse, right? And that's not, <laughs> that's not an answer for something because chances are, if you're just avoiding everything, then that's actually probably a you problem. It's not a them problem. Um, but just know that if somebody is 
for certain harassing you or texting you or calling you. And certainly if they are a previous boyfriend of some kind or a toxic family, um, you can bless and release them and turn your block ministry on strong because you do not owe them anything. And so setting boundaries in your life is really important. Um, and one more thing on time boundaries too, in a, in a positive way, a lot of you guys are super achievers. And a lot of you guys are people who pack 18,000 things into your schedule every single day, thinking that you're going to get all of it done. And while I hope that you get all of it done, um, a lot of times what we end up doing is just procrastinating and then rushing to get everything done. And people always ask me, well, why the heck do am I so good at procrastinating and so good at getting everything done when it's in the moment? And the answer actually is, is because procrastination ends up putting a ticking time bomb of when you know you have to turn that paper in at 8 a.m., and you ask yourself, well, why the heck did I just force myself to stay up all night? That's because there's an end goal. So you can actually do that in a really healthy way through time boundaries by giving yourself a 45 minute timer and then shutting off your phone, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, to stay focused on that one task and stop multitasking on 8,000 different things. And you'd be surprised at what you can get done and you can be so much more uh, productive. And that leads us right into number two, which is eliminating distractions. So we all know that technology is the um, kind of the god of this age, little g, god of this age, um, fortunately and unfortunately. And so it's a huge distraction. You know, I have to hold myself accountable from the second that I get up till the second that I go to sleep. And um, actually, after I was even just personally listening to this book, which mentioned um, eliminating distractions as one of the things that can help your cup um, run over again and not feel so dry is um, it was talking about the phone and how much of a distraction it is in technology. So when I was listening to this book, I actually went through and turned off almost all of my notifications except for my text messages. And it was a weird thing. And, um, you know, there's such thing as digital addiction. My sister actually deals with a lot of that in her social impact talks that she gives to different schools. And it's, a, it's very, very real. You know, most studies will show nowadays that people under the age of 18, or I would even venture to say 22, who were in college, because most people even in college were born after 2000, which is absolutely ridiculous to me. I cannot even like fathom that. Um, but they all have digital addiction like crazy. And most of them um, vote yes when they say, do you experience anxiety if you're away from your phone at any cost? To the point of where we live in a society where people have to check their phones, have to check Instagram and Facebook and their text messages when they're at a stoplight for like less than 60 seconds. So I encourage you guys just to check in with yourself of kind of where you fall in the line of digital addiction. And if you're experiencing anxiety, if you're experiencing comparison or worry or fear, of any kind, um, you might need to put the phone down. You might need to turn off notifications and set a certain time to check email, check text, check Facebook, check whatever. Or I encourage you even to start counting how many times you check um, Instagram and these things that are causing that anxiety and those comparison issues, which is also proven in different studies. And then I would encourage you to also keep a log of the negative thoughts that you experience over the course of the day. And then also do this all on the same log. Keep a log of how many times you are filling yourself up with positive scriptures, affirmations, um, audiobooks that you're listening to, podcasts like this one that you're listening to, and start to notice um, what is the ratio of the negative things that you're intaking through your five senses and then the positive things that you're intaking through your five senses because it actually is not that big of a mystery as to why you're dealing with some of these things, um, but it can appear like it if you are not counting and administrating what is going on. 
Next, um, kind of shifting gears a little bit, um, my next thing that I wanted to share with you all is it's really important in learning how to allow your cup to run over and stop being so um, dry is learning how to stop being such a control freak about everything. So, hi, my name is Megan Swanson and I used to be a control freak. Um, even just a year ago, I really struggled because of the different elements in my life that were going on. I really struggled um, that I felt like I needed to have control over everything. And that's a really unhealthy place to live. And even though it's usually out of a really good heart because you want what's best for people or you see potential in people, you just can't control everything, you guys. And I want to help set you free from yourself. Um, you might be, let's say, if you're married or you have a boyfriend or you are the leader of a class project, I don't care what it is. You cannot control um, the circumstances of life. You can't control the other people in your life. And whether it is trying to eliminate all the possibilities of things going wrong because you've had previous experiences in your life that have made you feel afraid or out of control, um, I would just encourage you guys to check in with yourself and check in with all the closest relationships in your life and even ask those people, do you feel controlled by me at times? Do I do things that make you feel like I want to control you? And having... Um, an emotionally intelligent conversation about those things can be extremely helpful because you might be wearing down your partner in ways um, emotionally that you don't currently think that you are. And then in turn, if you're not getting what you need from the people in your life, even in your friendships, or you feel like there might be some tension there, it might be because you're subconsciously doing something that makes them feel the opposite of how you'd actually like them to feel. Um, and so in turn, what you can learn is that you can control yourself. You can control your emotions, your thoughts, your actions. And that's a really beautiful place to be because then you give up the ability of other people to control you because you wear a hundred percent of the pants or the hat <laughs> in that relationship between you and yourself, you know, or God and you. And that's a really beautiful place to be next. Um, you guys need to start declaring truth over yourself. So sometimes I think we act controlling and we act weird and we don't set boundaries and we stay distracted because it brings a sense of fulfillment into our life that actually is short-lived and a false fulfillment. I was just talking with another colleague earlier today um, about all these extremely wealthy and successful individuals, um, some of which I'm going to bring on my podcast and it'll be, it'll be just awesome. And we were talking about um, how we can pursue a goal and pursue and pursue and pursue and pursue and make all this money and become outwardly successful. But if at the same time we aren't feeding our soul and aren't feeding our spirit and our values and mental and emotional side of things, then you're going to reach the peak of the mountaintop of whatever you thought was the perfect success for you. And uh, it's not going to end well. It's going to end in you finding yourself pretty lonely at the top and thinking that your dreams and your goals were going to satisfy you when at the end of the day, um, your soul is completely depleted. And I really, really believe that that is part of what makes us feel like such a leaky vessel. You know, we're all leaky vessels. And what I mean by that is even if you are pouring into yourself for 23 hours a day, um, still, and I mean that on purpose as in, cause we're not perfect. <laughs> no one's going to pour into themselves 24 hours a day. Also, we have to sleep. But even as we're pouring into ourselves, um, it's as if we have a little hole in our side that's leaking, leaking, leaking to where we can't possibly absorb 100% of what we're learning. And we just have to understand that the world is trying to take from you as much as you are trying to pour into yourself. It's like the Bible talks about 
Um, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and perfect and acceptable will of God. So I always say it's like a car with forward and reverse with no park and no neutral. There's no neutral in life. Like you're either pouring into yourself or you're allowing just whatever comes your way through your five senses to shape your identity, your voice, your freedom, um, the control that you have, your friendships, your beliefs, your values, everything. And so let's take that control together um, by declaring truth over ourselves, by declaring every day who you are. I have, I was just writing out a couple lists yesterday of who I am and I was, you know, it was really dark outside and I was just like having kind of a day. And so what did I do? I took 10 minutes and I wrote out a bunch of core truths for myself. I wrote out a list of lies that I was not going to believe about myself that were kind of trying to mess with my head. And I reestablished my identity. I, I decided to put myself back in the driver's seat and take control over what I was going to believe about myself and to take every thought captive that was a false imagination, trying to shape my identity and my future. We've got two more here, everybody. So um, the fifth one is you need to stop being the smartest person in the room. So you might be asking, how the heck, Coach Megan, does this relate to me being a leaky vessel and feeling overworked, overtired, stressed out, all this stuff? Um, but you know what I found in my pursuit of success and, you know, running a six figure business when I'm, uh, 26 years old is that it really stinks to be the smartest person in the room. It really stinks to not have people around you that push you and encourage you and show you what else is possible and help to establish a new level of vision of where you want to go. And, let me just reiterate, that's not me saying that I'm a genius by any means um, or that I think that I'm the best person whenever I walk into a room. That's not what I'm saying. But what I have realized recently is that um, I've accomplished quite a bit in the last six months. I'm really proud of that. And so I came to this realization um, just a couple weeks ago again that I actually work way better when I've got some hardcore um, pressure and accountability in my life in the things that I want to grow in. And so I'm always hiring new mentors. I tell all my clients, every coach should have a coach. Every mentor should have mentors. Every pastor should have pastors. Otherwise you're going to get, um, secondhand, second best information because I'm not willing to grow. I think that's extremely selfish. If I think that I know everything, I, that's just yucky to me. Um, cause then I'm going to turn into a swamp if I'm not inputting new information and pouring it out. And so I'm constantly hiring new mentors. I'm constantly looking for new people to speak into my life. Um, we've got some really, really, really cool things going on here in Omaha. Um, in the month of November, I'm, I'm helping facilitate one of the largest entrepreneurial, young entrepreneurial gatherings in Omaha, kind of a new startup that's happening where there's going to be 60 entrepreneurs who get to hear from um, one of the largest like multimillionaire um, real estate guys, motivational speakers here in town who um, hopefully I'll have on the podcast soon. And then the week after that is the mastermind, which is the coming together of minds and the girls get to meet my whole team, my video team, you know, all that kind of stuff and just grow immensely. But none of those things would be possible if I wasn't, if AI wasn't declaring truth over myself and knew um, had the confidence to even make those connections in my life, right? If I'm just sitting here in this dry season saying, woe is me, I don't feel like it, I'm just dry and I'm never going to get through this, then you really think I'm going to be able to communicate socially or have the guts to go shake the hand of a multimillionaire at an event, even if it doesn't turn into anything? No, I don't think so, right? And so often I get, you know, I get questions about, well, I just turn into a different person in an interview or I get super intimidated by the judges, 
And I want to help you guys. The more that you pour into yourself and pour into your own identity, the more confidence that you'll have that no matter who is on the other side of that judge's table, you won't be threatened. You won't be intimidated by them because you know of, of who is on the inside of you and um, what values you hold, the beliefs that you carry about yourself. And like I always say, you walk in knowing that you're a 10 out of 10, but that leads us to this last point. Um, and that's why it's so important, you guys. And I know that this might sound biased coming out of um, the horse's mouth, but that's where it is. I cannot say this enough. It is so important, you guys, to hire coaches, to hire mentors, to hire out what you're not good at. You know, it's the same thing in business, right? As a solopreneur for almost four years, I ran everything all by myself. And it was difficult. And there's beauty in that because you do have to learn how to do every job or else I believe that you don't have um, appreciation for it. You just don't. And you're just like, do this, do that. And you start treating people um, just not very kindly and not very appreciatively. And I don't, I don't like that because I'm a huge encourager by nature. Um, but once I got to the financial place where I could hire those types of things out, my business catapulted like 10x in like a month, seriously, because I was able to empower somebody else in the areas of their gifting. And then in turn, by, by giving that to them, then my, you know, it much was given back to me in return to where I'm way less stressed out about some of those things. And I'm free to do the things that God created me to do, to be really, really great at, which is the people side of things and casting vision and, um, you know, learning to meeting new clients, getting to hop on the phone on strategy calls with new clients to see if they're the right fit for us and all that stuff that I love to do regardless of whether they even end up becoming a client. I just love meeting new people. I'm a networker at heart and I want to help. So I can't encourage you guys enough. Um, and I will always go first, like I said, in representing this, but hiring a coach, hiring, you guys are mostly all pageant girls who are listening to this. It's just the same that you go to business school to learn about business, right? Or you hire, um, you work for a business or you hire a mentor or you read books, right? In this information age, this technology age, you have access to literally everything that you could ever want to know. But for some reason, um, I think that there's this stigma where it's more important to pay three to $5,000 on a dress than to spend any amount of money on an interview slash life coach that will actually be something that transforms the rest of your life. Um, but suddenly, for some reason, especially now with what's going on with Miss America, um, there's just a, a bit of a stigma where for some reason, people think that what you wear is so much more important than who you are. And I am a firm proponent of looking nice, having incredible, you know, style. Um, I have a very like classy, but edgy style and I'm proud of that. And I will always dress to impress and show up and show out. Right. But what has moved the ball forward the most in my life, I can say with hundred percent sincerity are the coaches um, that I have hired, that I have placed myself as a student under, whether those are my pastors here in town or whether that is the people that I listen to the podcast of or sales coaches that have taught me how to sell or run my business or ad coaches, even though I don't run any ads and I run my business completely from organic Instagram right now. You know, the different mentors in my life, um, as I've been very open about even, you know, bad investments that I made in the beginning as a 22 year old who liquidated some of my savings bonds, um, because I had a dream, right. I even learned stuff through that. And what I end up hearing from 
our clients who end up working with us one-on-one who have gone through a weekend intensive. I mean, you guys, the testimonials speak for themselves. And so I would just encourage you with this in, in the least pushy way possible, you guys, if you've been on the fence about working with a coach, just hop on a strategy call with us. And I would love to chat with you. Hopefully you've kind of already gotten to know my voice and my vibe. Um, some of you guys have been listening to us for 10 months now and, you know, snaps to you. Thank you so much for being a part of our community, but I'd love to find um, a way for you to get from, the obstacles that are currently in your path to your dreams. Because if God's put that dream in your heart for you to be Miss Texas, Miss Louisiana, Miss New York, you know, Miss Oregon, whatever the heck your state is, then there really is a pathway to get there. And I would just encourage you guys, the the number doesn't matter. You guys, I have made investments that are way above my pay grade. Okay. I have spent, like I've talked to tens of thousands of dollars on coaching, um, and that's not in a braggy way. It's just when you know that you're with the right person, um, it, the, everything else works itself out. And I always tell my clients, like every calculated risk is scary um, in a sense, but in your gut, you know that it's the right thing. And so um, that's where there always is a, is a leap of faith when you are growing to the next level. Um, just like there's always a bit of confrontation when you're moving to the next level of your character. And what I mean by that is a lot of times, and I used to do this, when you butt up against something and let's say you get angry about it, there's a plane going by, LOL, (laughs) you get angry about it, or it makes you really sad, or it just makes you really confused, typically in confrontations with people, what actually is happening um, is a fight or flight response will happen on the inside of you because your character is not yet, um, or you could say maturity is not yet at the level of being able to fully comprehend that and not being able to fully work that out. And so oftentimes what happens is we just try and eliminate it rather than saying, oh my gosh, this is an opportunity to grow in my love walk, in my character, in my ability, in my skills, and my knowledge, whatever it takes to get to that, that, that next level. Because I want to encourage you guys, if you just run away from the first thing that's hard, whether it's financially hard or emotionally hard, and I'm not saying make a stupid financial investment at all. It's not what I'm saying, obviously, or I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't have a business, right, if I was asking people to do that. Um, but it's always a little bit of a risk, you guys. But so I would just ask you, if you've been, if you've been watching, or watching, listening to this podcast for a long time, and you guys love the vibe around here and you've watched the girls probably go and stalk them on Instagram of the, the powerhouse girls that have won. Like I said, like almost every single week we have so many winning, which is so awesome. If you have been vibing with that for, even if it's just today or if it's for 10 months, I encourage you guys to not wait because the season is going to be over before we know it. I, I was literally just like uh, getting people onboarded for our, August class of one-on-one clients. And now it's already November and we're gearing up to have our second class for January. Obviously the mastermind's coming up in a couple weeks and I don't want you guys to blink and have it be like April. And then you're pooping your pants because you're like, Oh my gosh, I should have listened to coach Megan. And now I'm trying to get my talent together. And I have no idea how to stop talking so much in interview. And I'm still scared and my self-worth is crap and I should have listened to Megan. Right? So this is your warning signal. I'm putting a blinker on for you now. The worst thing that can happen is you get on the phone with us and you figure out it's not the right fit, right? So if you have been a researcher for a while, I'm encouraging you to move out of the researching stage and into the massive and perfect action stage, okay? We would love to welcome you as part of the family if you're a right fit for us. And I promise you that the investment that you make in yourself will never return void 
and that the kind of coaching and mentorship and life coaching that you'll get around here is about so much more than pageants because I truly want to help you unlock the winner within you for all of life, for relationally, emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, because I care about each and every one of you guys. I love my audience so much. I love the people who listen to this, who follow me on social media. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a supporter of this podcast. Share this with a friend that you know needs to hear this today. And I love you guys so much. We'll see you next week. If you're ready to take your pageant life to a whole new level, make sure to join us in the powerhouse inner circle where personal development meets pageantry. Each month for less than the cost of one coaching session with me, you'll get all my best coaching strategies through two live group coaching sessions, a companion guide to make it stick and a community to grow with during your pageant prep. Head on over to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and to see if there's a spot for you. Finally, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know life is busy and that you may be listening on your commute, at the gym, or while cooking in between classes. We love helping you unlock the winner within you. And if you love this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe. If this episode really hit home for you, don't hesitate to let us know on Instagram by screenshotting this episode and sharing it to your story or by texting it to that one friend who really needs to hear this. It's all about spreading sisterhood and helping other powerhouse women like yourself grow. And remember, if you're ready to go all in on your pageant prep and to link arms with other achievers who want to win their pageants and win in life, our powerhouse inner circle could be the place for you. For questions, to work with us, or for topics you'd like us to cover, email info at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.